everyone, and welcome to America on Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. Love is in the air this week, even failed love. And for our two princes, a life in the spotlight gives us a well-documented picture of the ladies they have courted throughout the years. Some, a brief fling, and a few who had duchess potential, but ultimately were not meant to be. Today on our show, we'll be looking at the former flames of Prince William and Prince Harry before they chose the women they will spend Valentine's Day with this year and forevermore. Welcome to our show. So, um, I have a funny story to tell you I about am waiting on tenter hooks about my life. Okay, and how I wasted a bunch of time today while we while I was researching for a future episode that we um, we may get to today, but we'll see yeah, um, a larger topic, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and it's about. Um, we're going to talk about what it actually is about. I guess we don't really need to be secretive about it. Um, but talking about the the ex-lovers of uh, Harry and Will. and <laughs> Yes, in honor of Valentine's Day. Yes. Which for some is a beautiful day where, in which on which they express love. For others, it's just more like, I'm going to eat a pint of ice cream in bed and watch Netflix. Right. It can bring up bad memories. So, mm-hmm. um, so we thought we would capitalize on that. Well, not really capitalize, but you know, at shine least a light. Advantage. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So I was in charge of doing Will, and I was looking up. I just typed in Prince X's, and I thought I had typed in Prince William's X's. Oh my god! <laughs> so I found this <laughs> list. <laughs> so you can imagine how this went. Um, and I found like one of those dumb websites that's just like makes you click like the page after yep. page. Yep. And it and it's so dumb. And I first saw Misty C- Copeland and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Prince William dated Misty Copeland. That is like so weird. Yeah. And so I was like, OK. All right. So I wrote that down and I was like, weird. She's like a celebrity. So this is actually interesting because so far. I yeah. Found like when he- did he date her? Like, yeah, I was like, I don't even remember hearing that because it's like Prince Harry, you heard a few things about celebrities that he's dated and whatnot. And then I saw Carmen Electra. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I was like, Carmen Electra. <laughs> and so I, I still believed it at this point, I would like to say. Oh, my God. Um, I hadn't gone and Googled anything, but I still believed it. And so I was just like, that's kind of gross. Like, she seems a little old for him and just like not really his style. Like, when di- when was he dating her? Yeah, again, was she also married to Dave Navarro at the time? (laughs) Were they filming their uh, MTV reality show, Till Death? (laughs) Yeah, I did watch every every episode of that. It might have been Till Death 2 as part. I don't remember what it is, but it was their take on, like, um, newlyweds, Nick and Jessica. Dave Navarro's in a band. Yeah, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction, okay. And then, so I still kind of believed it by then, but I was, I was, sho- I was shocked. And so I was like, wow, I didn't know Will had like this wild side, you know, I know he like, you know, kind of liked the Spice Girls and, you know, had like when his, when Princess Diana like brought in like supermodels to Kensington Palace to like make him like uncomfortable and yeah, stuff. Yeah, to embarrass him. Yeah. But so I still believed it by then. And so I wrote it down <laughs> oh my God. as someone I needed to do more research on. Cause I was like. I know Carmen Electra, but I don't really know like a lot about her. So I'll no. share it on the show today. When was she in is, England? Right. <laughs> and then, but this is where I became like absolutely sure that I was an idiot was when it said Kim Basinger. Oh my God. 
I was like, no, uh, no. This is where uh, I finally read read the captions that were next to the people's names. And it said like, oh, they dated in 1989. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is not right. Like, he was like, what, maybe nine years old? Not even, because he's born in 1981. Yeah. So I was just like, this is not, this is not true. And so then I was like, I scrolled up a little bit and it was like, Prince. And I was like, F. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And if I would have gone to the next slide, there was finally a photo of him with with the person that he had dated. And there was like 30, like 15 or 30 slides of people that he had like dated. And so I'm very happy I figured it out finally, because otherwise I would have wasted a lot of time and I, I would have had to eventually figured it out because these women were just increasingly older and kind of just like random people that haven't been really relevant for a really long time. <laughs> um, Excuse me, Kim Basinger was in the last Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Oh my gosh. What? And she was the best oh, part yes. of that movie. Oh she yes. She plays the like creepy late, like, like, oh I yeah, the know. one that like, that that's his um, ex-lover. What, yeah. What is it called? The, oh god when they're like they're they're the dominant the dominant is yeah. that what it was i don't know yeah Ew. there's a dumb Anyways. name for it in the book yeah um yeah i uh, yeah and it's like like uh, the master yeah whatever yeah well we're i think we're going to go see that this weekend with book club so oh my god maybe i'm excited it's supposed I know. to be terrible rita aura has a big part in it <laughs> i'm excited yes. apparently she does great i believe it yeah and she also recorded the song. So she with did. Uh, with what's his face, Liam Payne. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. So anyways, so I really I wasted at least a half an hour learning about um, people who Prince William didn't date. But then I learned more about Prince. So um, there you go. It was there was there was a bright side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, if we have time today, yeah, we'll get to that. But since the story took a while, I have a feeling we might not. We'll we'll save those episodes for. The future. It's still information, <laughs> interesting information. We just don't know if we'll yes. we want to make this episode a million hours long. Right. We want you to every week when you you welcome us into your ears. You know, not five hours long. So <laughs> right. So we're trying. Um, and yeah. But with that in mind, we can move and talk about the news because there's a lot to talk about. There is. So I'm going to start with Queen Elizabeth. She's back. From her vacation. And I will talk about one interesting um, event she had this week. Uh, And that was when she met with the first female Black Rod. A woman named Sarah Clark. And I forgot what this was called. And you wrote the notes. And so I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that thing. So the Black Rod is the person responsible for maintaining the building services and security of the Palace of Westminster, a.k.a. Parliament. The place yep. that Guy Fox wanted to blow up. Um, so this has been a position since 1361. So it's quite old. And um, the big this person's biggest job is opening parliament. So they uh, this person summons lords and MPs to the main chamber to hear the monarch's speech. Um, and the House of Commons slams the door in the Black Rod's face to show independence from the monarch, which I remember from my tour of Parliament is um, a bit of pageantry, pageantry that they adopted after uh, Charles II came back to the throne because they were like, "Yeah, sorry about killing your dad, but we still don't. We're still not really that enthusiastic about you being 
that important for us. So we're going to slam the door at your person who has a stick instead. Um, my favorite fact about this position, though, is that they're allowed to arrest members of parliament who are unruly, <laughs> which if uh, pop culture teaches you anything, it can probably get really unruly in parliament. At least it does in the olden days in all of the historical dramas I've watched. Right. And I'm just like, what what does it take to get arrested? Because sometimes I'm like, God, that's mean. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like probably hitting somebody. Yeah, probably. Assault. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, you know, like I, there's always in America, there's that story of the two c- people in Congress who were um, fighting and then they hit each other with canes. And I don't remember who that was. I think John Calhoun Sump- was one of them and he was getting some. His- I don't know. One of them was getting his ass beat because he was a, an awful racist. And mm-hmm. so that was always fine with me. But um, violence isn't the answer. Uh, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm assuming something like that would lead to an arrest, though. I don't know if the person of the, the Black Rod would be the one who would be effectuating that arrest or if they would be like, Hi, security person with a a taser. You know, like, will you take care of these guys? (laughs) So we'll see. But uh, that's a fun, um, fun fact. And it was cool to see the queen meeting this uh, Sarah Clark, who is the first female person to hold the job. Yeah, congrats. Uh, It's about time, it looks like, since 1361 was a hell of a long time ago. Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yeah, so moving on to what Kate has been up to. Uh, So she recently filmed and it was released a video supporting Children's Mental Health Week for 2018. Um, You can watch the video. It's on the Royal Family's website, but it's easy to also get right on uh, the Kensington Palace Instagram. And uh, she's filmed this video for several years now. Um, And this year, kind of the theme is just celebrating what makes all of us unique. And uh, she filmed it in last month in January 2018 uh, when she did an engagement at the Reach Academy in Feltham uh, for Place to Be. And we know that because uh, she's in one of their classrooms and she was wearing the same outfit she wore that day to that event, which was her Seraphine Flory dress. Uh, So that's just another, if you've never heard Kate like speak, it's just interesting since uh, for the most part, you don't really ever see her speak. You know, she does, you know, she's doing more speeches and everything, but I always still find it fascinating to listen to her because I'm like, wow. Since mostly I look she at sounds pictures so of posh. I know she does. I just want to know, like, if she had like a Cockney accent before. I doubt um, it. I, <laughs> I somehow I don't think that Carol would have tolerated that. I feel like yeah. that's why she was sent to this boarding schools she went to. Right. <laughs> she doesn't have as bad of a rich person accent as uh, Will and Harry, which is just can be qualified as like mumbling. Like, they're rich enough that they don't need to enunciate. Granny. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Um, yeah. But she definitely has a very, like, upper crusty boarding school whatever. She is not Cockney. No, she's not. So, uh, but I always wondered. It, yeah, kind of what it might have, she might have sounded like before and what. Yeah, if she turns on a certain um, accent or, you know. It'd be like the reverse of those. those, Do you remember those SNL sketches 
where Fred Armisen <gasps> played the queen. Yes. <laughs> where he's, yes. And Bill Hader played Prince <laughs> Philip. And like uh, Anne Hathaway played Kate one time. And yes. I can't remember who else did. But and Andy Samberg played Prince William, which was I the best part. Because he has like the way terrible, like receding hairline. And he, he also was really just because his British accent was hilariously bad. <laughs> yeah. But you could tell he just didn't even try. Right. <laughs> um, but the best part is, yeah, when Brett Armisen and Phil Hader are going to yeah. their cockney like, hey, girly, what you doing here? And, like, it's, like, that was bad, but it's so funny. If you've never seen those videos, you should watch them. They're yeah, they're pretty good. good. Uh, but, yeah, so that so watch that video if you want to see Kate in, you know, moving picture. Uh, and then um, her most recent event was on February 7th. Uh, she was at the Essex Action on Addiction Grand Opening, um, which is a new treatment center in Essex. And uh, the only thing that really, really made the papers was that she got her heel stuck in a metal grate. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, Princesses, apparently- they're just like us. Right, exactly. And she handled it with, with amazing grace and did not fall over. People, you know, helped her and she... She went on with her day. Uh, so hopefully her shoe was unharmed in the incident. Um, and if it wasn't, she probably has seven more pairs, so she'll be okay. Um, but at this event, and what was special about the launch was not only the center, but also launching a program called Clouds in the Community, um, which is a self-help um, recovery program that you don't have to do by inpatient treatment. And uh, so it allows people to um, kind of have a more relaxed environment for them to uh, get treatment and then also help people who aren't able to, you know, obviously take the time to go live somewhere and get the treatment that they need. And they so far have seen an 80% success rate with this program. So that seems like it's a really great way to, um, yeah, get the help that you need. Um, Yeah. Especially at that rate, that's really good. <laughs> um, and then she attended a reception with the staff and clients and then gave a speech uh, on about action on addiction. And it was one of her first um, uh, charities or organizations that she partnered with. And it kind of, and she said that it sparked her interest in becoming more involved in mental health initiatives. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of what she was up to. And uh, at this event, she, once again, she was on or had been from a major uh, shopping spree at Goat, because uh, she was wearing, uh, I would describe as a sapphire blue, uh, their Ellery, Ellery uh, bow detail coat, um, which, yeah, it's very, it has kind of a funnel collar, and then there's a darling large bow on the side uh, with it. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a really cute coat. I personally would wear it, so um, I'd probably say it's probably one of my most favorite things she's had from Goat before. Uh, so I consider it a success. And she always obviously looks great in blue. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of blue, Kate. Unless she's trying to psych us all out. I don't know. Yeah. I was reading an article today and I guess I should have put this in the notes of talking about, yeah, how like everyone thinks it's a girl that she's pregnant with. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I, we will, I don't think we will know. No. For, you know. Until, until, yeah. And then I realized she's seven months pregnant. And I'm like, this is crazy. So, yeah. Oh my so, God. Next, that, it's yeah. February. I know. It's going by so fast. And ah! February is so short. So, yeah. like, it's going to be over, like, what, it's next two week? weeks? Yeah. 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 So, 
yeah, starting next week, she'll or starting next month, not next week, she'll kind of take her leave. That's usually what she does is she's gone like a month before to kind of, yeah, since at any moment nest. she could have this child. Right. To to go back and order more clothes online for right. for after her for her She's triumphant like, return. So, uh, so we'll see. Yeah, and she probably also needs to like figure out like what am I gonna wear to the wedding and all that. I'm sure that's already in uh, process, but yeah, who knows? Uh, but yeah, so that was kind of her events that she has been up to as of late. Uh, but she has two kind of. Um, big events coming up this Sunday, February 18th. I believe that's Sunday. I apologize if I, yeah, Sunday. Uh, she and William will be at the BAFTAs. Uh, so that means we'll get some sort of evening gown look. Yay. So I'm excited. I hope we'll get something new. I would hope um, so. She usually yeah. does go with something new for the BAFTAs, right? I would hope so. Uh, and then they were discussing how they, a lot of people said that they're going to be wearing black for the Me Too uh time's you know, up hashtag, whatever yeah. yeah time's up thing um and people were saying like will she wear black because you know royals aren't supposed to make some sort of you know political statement but um well, well, we'll but see. like you can also <laughs> say that sexual harassment shouldn't happen anymore i mean that's mm-hmm. to me not a political statement but right just being <sighs> you know respectful and nice to people <laughs> don't like, touch people who <laughs> right. don't want to be touched <laughs> Right. Keep your hands to yourself. That's... I mean, who, if I learned that in preschool. Right. I was like, that's not really a political statement. So, no. Uh, it's called right. being polite. So who knows? Because, I mean, she is, you know, she is pregnant. So it's like, okay, if she already chose a dress and has it already tailored to her, it's like, please. It's well, we will see. Is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I love a good evening gown look. We've gotten quite a few for with this pregnancy, which, you know, I so far have not particularly liked very many of them but maybe today or on on BAFTA's day I'll finally get the wow I want um, yeah and then um a first for Kate is and for uh, Sophie Countess of Wessex they'll have their first joint event on Monday February 19th and uh they're going to host a reception at Buckingham Palace and uh they're going to be doing uh for a showcase of um all sorts of countries and the products uh and partnerships and everything that come with uh working in the fashion industry and so they'll be apparently Stella McCartney will be there Burberry uh Karen Walker and uh they'll be working together with people from um all sorts of developing countries to create certain types of outfits um so this will be happening during London Fashion Week um or after Fashion Week, I should say. Or during Fashion Week, excuse me. And, yeah, so that'll be cool to see them together since they, I think, probably get along quite well since they were both kind of, you know, commoners until one day they were like, oh, I married a prince and this is my life now. Even though, right, right. Even though, like, they continue or like, Sophie, you know, was obviously part of the royal family for a lot before Kate was and they talked about how, like, we had talked about in a previous episode about how Sophie has to uh, curtsy to Kate if William's there, but if not, then Kate has to, like, curtsy to her. I think that's what it was. No, that's Beatrice and Eugenie, I think. Uh, I'll, I'll make, I might delete this part. We'll see. Yeah. 
there's curtsying it's happening. so complicated and it's, it's so weird because it's like your sister it's, it's like your in-law who's like got more seniority to you right and who you probably look up to but you're like oh this is awkward you're right yeah so it's complicated we'll see but i'm excited to see that mm-hmm. um we'll get a lot of pretty fashion pictures out of that day well, I'm going to interrupt the coverage of the Cambridges to give you a little bit of a break um, because I'll talk about Princess Anne really quickly. Um, checking in with our favorite Royal Olympian. Um, she is in South Korea right now for the Winter Olympics. And so um, as listeners of the podcast might recall from our episode on Anne, she uh, was the first member of the royal family to participate in the Olympics, which she did in, oh gosh, what's it called? Or is it, it's just called like equestrian yeah, or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there was... Oh, horsey there pursuits. There is a special name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Horse, horse things. Um, and so she obviously has very like strong feelings for the Olympics. She um, has very frequently been the uh, royal who is making trips around the world to attend the Olympics when they're in the less convenient locations. And she does that in her capacity as a member of the IOC and also as the president of the British Olympic Association, which is a role she has held since 1983. So um, keep an eye out for Anne if you're watching the Winter Olympics, uh, especially, I don't know what events, if there are any events that Brits are specifically like, called on that they'll win you know mm. what i mean like there's yeah. there are certain events like in the summer olympics like um i don't remember what event but what mo Farah runs like i remember like yeah. british people were like that one we will attend that one because he's gonna win right um and so i'm wondering if there's anything that the brits are supposed to sweep yeah, like what do they dominate at yeah because they're not mm. It's not it's not like Norway, you know, yeah. where it's like skis, which like I'm sure they are very good uh, British skiers, but it's not something that's jumping immediately to mind. So I'll look it up. But anyway, just keep an eye out for Anne in the background. Thank you for that update on Anne. The Anne interlude. An Anne interlude to go with our ode to Anne. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, what Will was up to, he hasn't been up to much, but um, he this past week did uh he welcomed uh youth uh youths who have previously been homeless um to a reception for uh the god i'm totally blanking right now even though i'm looking at it right now uh for the organization center point uh which works with yeah homeless youth to get their lives back on track um and he there was a award ceremony and he presented to just uh, youths who have kind of through education, training, um, and other various ways of kind of taking themselves out of poverty and figured out kind of charted a new course for their lives. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of a, a simple, wasn't particularly the most we need to come up detailed with, event. <laughs> we need to come up with a description for those events. Like, because I feel bad saying like it's a basic event because it's important. And I don't want yeah. it to come off like I'm saying, oh, that's boring or thing. It's more like a it's just a very like typical detailed. Ro- yeah. Yeah. It's a very typical royal event where it's like show up, meet really interesting and inspiring people, 
shine a light on their platform, maybe give a speech about the importance of, you know, certain issues and then, you know, head out. It's not like one of the, it's not like the BAFTAs or like something else that's kind of a once a year thing. Right. And it's not, um, yeah, it's not like a particularly showy or thing. It's not like an event I'll talk about later wherein you get to pet a pony, you know? And I, I'm like, ooh, a pony. You know, it's, <laughs> so I don't, we got to come up with a, a phrase for that, like a shorthand. I'll think about it. If you have ideas, let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now you need to tell me, usually I, I cover the hairy news, but you need to tell me about this headline. I haven't clicked on the link yet even. Okay. Because I wanted to yeah. be surprised. Should yeah, I click so on Harry, it? you can if you want to. It's not that surprising. It oh, just okay. I saw several headlines that I was just kind of like, this is more clickbait. It was more the clickbaitiness of the, the headlines. Um, but yeah, so Harry, uh, this past week was uh, attended rugby games because he's head. He's the president of the rugby football union, and all of the headlines like he's obviously at these games and he met with you know players and their families and everything. And all the headlines were just like he attended without Megan. And it's just, it's funny because uh, it was just like, oh, okay, we're just going to, Megan's not there. Why isn't she there? Are they broken up? What? And it just was annoying because it's just like, she's not attending every event that he's going to be at. Like, she's really trying to, you know, like, get acclimated to joining the royal family. So she's not going to go to everything that he goes to, just like Kate doesn't go to everything Will goes to. And, and, and Will doesn't versa. go to everything, yeah, that Kate does. I think it's... Yeah. Also, yeah, she's got other things to do. She might have been having a dress fitting, everyone. That's important work. And she might have been like, great, get the hell out of this house for the for the day. Don't come anywhere near uh, Kensington. Or don't even come near Chelsea. Just stay out of this whole neighborhood. Because... You can't, no peeking, that kind of thing. Right, because then, like, when you read the, the headline or, like, the story, it, uh, the People Magazine story, it's not even really about, like, what he did there. It's just, like, Megan wasn't there, and they're getting married, and there will be, you know, a wedding in May. And it's, like, okay, so. How can their two hearts be so far apart from each other yes. for more than five seconds? <sighs> right. So Ugh. I just thought it was a dumb headline, and that I saw is. several of them. So I thought I would comment on that. I agree, because uh, it was annoying. And don't get me wrong, I get I get that clickbait is helpful in getting people to read your stuff. But then I was just like, I feel like this doesn't really deliver anything. No, so I was annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, here's another idea of what Megan might have been doing. Um, news yeah. broke recently that she may not have had publicly announced engagements uh, since she moved to England. Uh, but she has been going out and doing some more private uh, charity visits. Um, so it was announced that she, uh, for example, has done two private visits with uh, survivors of the Grenfell Tower disaster. Um, and so she, this is part of what is believed to be a camp, uh, kind of a chain of visits that is to different charities because she's kind of learning more about the various charities in Britain and deciding which ones she wants to become a patron of when she gets the formal duchess title. Since she has, uh, I think it was announced earlier, she has kind of, uh, after the engagement became public, she announced that she was 
kind of separating from all of the charities she had previously been affiliated with. So she could kind of focus initially, at least on um, British charities specifically. So, yeah, she's kind of shopping around to see what organizations she has a connection with. Mm -hmm. And so if you are, you know, picking up garbage in a park in London or I don't know, coordinating children's reading sessions with dogs at your local library somewhere in England, keep on the look. Maybe Megan's going to come visit you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what she kind of uh, ends up choosing if uh, she'll, I feel like she'll choose, I'm hoping she'll choose, at least I should say, some ones that are close to kind of what she's, you know, been more associated, like women's, you know, advancement and whatnot. But um, I guess we'll see. So, yeah. I'm excited. I think I think I think we'll see some really cool charities highlighted by her. Yeah, I can imagine it's really difficult because to kind of choose because you're just like, I could literally choose anything and I I would be a great help. But obviously, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And well, and you can't stretch yourself too thin at first, either, because you never know. Like, I think it's important to ease yourself in. And it'll be important for her to not get too overwhelmed too quickly. Um, so we'll see um, what what's going on. But that was really cool to hear that she has kind of been making, like taking the initiative to get out there. And also it's surprising that this hasn't leaked until now. Yeah. So that means people are good at keeping secrets. One thing that's not been kept secret <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is more news on the Lifetime movie. Yes. So uh, thankfully, uh, our Megan to be our for our Lifetime movie, uh, Parija Fitzhenley, uh, has an Instagram account. And I've started following her. I did not her. know this. Yes, she has an Instagram I need Instagram to follow account. it. I only think and, I saw this secondhand. Okay, go on. And thankfully, she is um, sharing photos from the set and already has a photo of her. And I already forgot the guy who's playing Harry's name. Um, photo of them actually... on the first day of filming so you can actually kind of see their look and um for example what's his face whoever's playing harry i told yeah i'm a great host i'm like i don't Eh. remember what's his face is fine we know who you're talking about what's his face harry to be fake harry Uh, yeah fake harry uh, and that he's had you know his hair colored it's not quite what i was imagining but um kind of laying on laying on a bed of some sort it almost looks like Ooh, uh, yeah scandalous. yeah and it's a really good photo of them together so you kind of get a feel of what they look like and yeah she already looks really great as megan so i'm still impressed with lifetime uh for casting someone that at least you know gives me i feel like the essence of megan's look and whatnot and um yeah so we should continue to see more because she seems really excited to be part of the production. And uh, it's probably, she knows that's really popular and uh, every, and it's been, I've, when I first saw the photo, I also saw a bunch of other, um, you know, Royal uh, fans on there too. So hopefully we'll continue to see more and more photos and uh, everything. And I haven't seen any photos on her account and it might've changed since I uh, put our notes together but yeah i'm kind of excited to see if they're gonna cast someone as like kate or will and, oh uh, right yeah. will they finally cast a good kate because like will they hire co- you in other words i know i'm ready to go like i'm here yeah uh yeah because even like a couple years ago uh 
the British pub in downtown Minneapolis when the royal wedding happened, they had a, a look-alike contest for Kate and Will. And I thought they actually did a really good job of like finding someone in Minnesota who looked like Kate and And it Will. wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. Which um, it should have been. Right. I should have gone. But then I would have had to go there the morning of the wedding and that sounded oh that's true never yeah yeah and i had a party already to go to that sounded much more relaxed yeah i could just you didn't have to get up at two in the morning and have our friend hannah do your hair in luxuriant beautiful curls right to make it look as perfect as the duchess well i put on my most regal pajamas and walked (laughs) down the hall to a friend's exactly apartment so it was great it's the best um well i I do have a little bit of an update on this Lifetime movie. So last week I talked about how uh, Fake Harry was uh, a character in the show Victoria um, on the most recent episode that aired in the U.S. And I watched that yesterday. And this is a public service announcement. He is wearing a kilt in the episode and he's hot as hell. So A plus. He flirts with um, the kind of... So like that the Victoria series uh, kind of is trying to do like a Downton Abbey upstairs downstairs type thing. It follows obviously Victoria and Albert and their courtiers, but it also follows the Buckingham palace staff. One of whom Mm -hmm. is a character um, called Mrs. Scarrett. She's a Mrs. only because she's a like high up in the household. She's not married and she flirts with him and he's super hot. And I mentioned to my husband, who was in the same room, like, oh, that's the guy who's playing Harry. And he said, quote, I can see it. And I was like, really? And he's like, I mean, kind of. He goes, once you get close up to him, no. But, like, from a distance, he's got, like, the cadence. So that's a good vote of confidence, I think. Um, also, he just he was very attractive in that episode. So that's a good mm-hmm. sign. Right. But moving on, I'm going to share uh, some of the other exciting news this is more official and sanctioned by the palace um but we got a whole host of new wedding details this week um and so they made the announcement kind of more about the logistics of the day and the timing of everything and and what's going to happen and when so it was announced that the wedding will take place at the uh, chapel of saint or saint george's chapel at 12 o'clock I'm assuming Greenwich Mean Time. So that means that here in Central Time, we will be waking up at, or we will be starting to watch at about 6 a.m.? Yep. So, yeah. If you are on the East Coast, that's 7. That's not bad. But I'm excited. It's a Saturday, so, you know, we can catch up on sleep another time. Um, And so the wedding, it seems it's supposed to last about an hour. Because at 1 o'clock, the couple will undertake a carriage possession along a route from St. George's Chapel. Uh, They'll leave Windsor Castle from Castle Hill and pass along the high street uh, through Windsor Town and then return to Windsor Castle along the long walk. And I want to say, I called that. That's that really long, like, green Mm -hmm. that it shoots, like, straight out from Windsor Castle. And it's really pretty. And there are some sheep who live nearby, so I hope they enjoy the day. Um, and so then once they get back from their carriage jaunt around Windsor, they will, uh, attend a reception at St. George's Hall, um, with guests from the ceremony. Yep. And then later that evening, 
uh, the Prince of Wales will be hosting a private evening reception for the couple and their close friends and family. So similar to what Will and Kate did, um, they ha- will have the more formal uh, event to receive their guests who are, you know, maybe invited because they're of the more foreign dignitary or the, the older crowd, the people who do not want to stay up dancing. They don't want to attend a rager. No. Uh, they're not exactly enthused for uh, this musical guest you'll tell me about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, you know what? No, there'll be a really good cake at the daytime thing. I'll, I'll go to that. Right. And then I'll go go home. I'll go back to my landed estate. Indeed. In Derbyshire or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I left this very important detail for you to discuss. Indeed. So on... Our previous episode, I, you know, I talked about my love of Craig David. Um, was that two episodes ago? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was two episodes ago. Um, and how he thought he should get asked to, you know, perform at the wedding and perform the couple's, you know, first dance. Um, but there's just, I'm sorry, Craig David, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, there's currently a, a strong rumor. It obviously hasn't been confirmed that Ed Sheeran has been contacted to uh perform which i believe is is i think a very high chance he could be because i feel like every one of his songs not every one of them but a high percentage of his songs are songs that people have chosen for their first dance like even the song perfect that what he if, recently released what if it's a ploy to get beyonce there well right yeah that's she, okay i would totally yeah. trade if i had to say i could have beyonce but i had to also have ed sheeran honestly i'd bite the bullet and have ed sheeran just i to think get so Pretty well much right because then you're covering still your base of like okay i hired a british performer to come sing oh my god but also i have beyonce i mean i don't think i don't think that be, that would probably fly because you know there can only be one uh queen in attendance at the wedding and it would be awkward probably (laughs) for everyone because they wouldn't know who to bow to or curtsy to um but it would be awkward it would be awkward but um also it would be awkward if this is true and ed sheeran's gonna be there how awkward and unthoughtful of harry to have the wedding performer be the ex of her of his friend ellie golding indeed tisk tisk Right. Well, that's the thing. They've rumored both of them are rumored to have dated her, so uh, it could be a little weird. She clearly has a type, indeed, based on the rumors. Gingers, but gingers specifically, not <laughs> and Harry in no other way really resembles Ed Sheeran. Thank God. No. 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 <sighs> but yeah, anyway, so. I would wait. Still, we'll my number one vote would still be for Craig David. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah. So we'll see, uh, but I I don't know. We'll we'll find out soon enough and figure out what you know what song really uh, is the essence of uh, Megan and Harry's love. And there had been talks about like would it be Elton John? Oh, but, possibly I guess. Which could be rep- I I sh- I'm sure he'll be invited. Oh, um, definitely. But we'll we'll see. I'm kind of hoping maybe Brock will just sing. A song? Oh, sing I'm so he'll, he'll, the, the he'll, Let's Stay Together. Yeah, or like Slow Jam or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just remember that time when he sang um, Let's Stay Together to Michelle and then I died. That was amazing. No, oh my Dude, gosh. Oh my God, look, Google that. Um, there's Google a part that. where okay. he starts singing the like, I'm so in love with you. I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. But uh-huh. he sings that 
that line and I just fell I fell off my chair. He oh It was romance. It was romance. He they're so okay. in love. Bala, okay. Let's stay. Okay, I'm just putting it on my computer to watch. So you after. remember. Good. Okay. Oh, I can download it as a ringtone. Yeah. It's a it's iconic <laughs> and it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have it ready to go for later. Good. Um so as our final topic of the news, um, we're recording today, February 13th. So obviously tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And Meghan and Harry celebrated a little bit early with a very romantic trip to Scotland and Edinburgh in particular. And so this was Meghan's first visit to Scotland. And she, by all accounts, was very excited to be taking this trip. And she thought that Edinburgh was beautiful, which I agree with you. It's really nice. I'm wondering if she's a fan of the Outlander books or television show. And she's like, therefore got some weird romantic feelings about uh, Scotland. Like a lot Uh of us American women who love that book and show have those feelings. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the day started with a walkabout at Edinburgh Castle. And... So, as usual, there was a large group of locals there. About 2,000 people showed up. Um, a, small, a small crowd. A small crowd. And uh, they walked around and met with people and talked to them a little bit. And there was a thing that was reported from that, which was somebody said that they asked Megan about the plans for the bachelor and bachelorette parties. And, uh, or as in England, they're known stag and hen do's. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Megan says that they have been, all been sorted. And Harry's has also been figured out, though they do not know the details. Okay. So I'm interested to know. And the person who was quoted um, in that, the story I read said something like, I'm sure William's got something up his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some more dancing in Switzerland. We'll see. I hope so. I mean, continue... Keep the good times rolling. Uh, agreed. I, I I think, you know, once a year he needs to really let loose. And so it's been almost a year since Pippa's event. It so it's time to time to get to cut loose. Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but while they were at Edinburgh Castle, they met a pony. So they were uh, interacting with the Royal Marines Scotland Band. And the like all regiments in England, it appears. They have an animal for a mascot, like a live animal, who they bring around and dress in coats and hats and introduce (laughs) to royals when they visit. And so this one was wearing a beautiful tartan coat that was the blue, dark blue and dark green. And it's a Shetland pony named Cruachin. I I hope I'm saying that right. I know I'm not, though. Um, And the, on video, you can see Harry is petting him, and then he kind of, like, tries to take a bite out of Harry's hand. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, like, mouths at it. And then Megan, you can hear Megan cracking up in the background, which is funny. And Harry's like, nope, and he walks away from the horse. <laughs> and then, so, in the, the news reported that this, uh, this pony has had run-ins with the royals before. This is the same pony that once tried to eat a posy out of Queen Elizabeth's hands. <gasps> I know it's the same one (laughs) and he's like yay I like to eat things 
And I'm just like cracking up. Like clearly, yeah. clearly he's like, you have flowers in your hand too. And it's great. And I love it. And he's got, and he's got pony bangs and I love it. Um, Usually I leave Megan's outfit discussion for last, but I'm going to bring it up top because she and the pony matched. They were both Indeed. wearing coats that were of the same plaid. And as you posted on our Instagram today, you know, heart ice emoji. It's yeah. great. It's a Burberry double breasted tartan wool and cashmere blend coat. And it is amazing and beautiful. And if you have $3,000, can I borrow it so I can buy a coat? <laughs> I just like saw it and I was like, that's all I want. Cause my favorite Kate outfit is her Alexander McQueen tartan dress that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and that same like kind of black watch pattern. And I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. And I was just like, I want that. It looks so warm. It's so cute. It looks soft. It's like, amazing. It, it looks like it's not itchy. It just looks like it's yes. soft. And I just want to wear it around everywhere, indoors, outdoors. Yeah. And I was like watching videos and I was just like, it's perfect in pictures. It's perfect in movement. movement. Like Megan is owning it. It's just amazing. Like it, it was, it's gorgeous. It's uh, yeah, definitely my favorite Megan look so far. Uh, uh, yeah. I love the coat. Um, yeah. I also love the purse, uh, which was another bag <laughs> yeah. from uh, the brand Strathberry, which is um, she's carried a Strathberry handbag before. Um, and I can't remember. That was their first ever outing together, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's a so Strathberry is a Scottish uh, brand. So, again, repping, repping for the local uh, fashion houses. Uh, this was the East West mini bag. And it was in bottle green, and I want it. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And then she, again, was wearing trousers. So this means every official, uh, like, thing that that she's gone out and done, she has worn trousers. And I think she's trying to set a precedent so she does not have to wear Spanx in the future. Because I feel for Kate, like, she kind of got in, stuck with the position of always having to wear dresses. Like, um, almost always she has to wear a dress or a skirt. And I feel like Megan was like, I don't want to. And Harry's like, no, you can. It's fine. You can wear trousers. Look at my Aunt Anne. She wears trousers most most of her engagements. Yeah. And, like, and I feel like Megan has, like, since she's obviously a lot older and taking on this role, you know, I think she's had more time to kind of establish. She obviously has an established style, style. And she's, you know, has a history of not just wearing dresses and that kind of stuff. And, so well, she's like, and this is just what the- I'm going to wear. Right. And there's the difference between her marrying Harry and Kate marrying William, because as kind of silly as it is, Kate is held to a higher standard, it seems, in like when it comes to being more traditional. Like, I would be really surprised if when Megan and Harry have kids, if they keep to the very like precious like little like like how Prince George has to wear shorts all the time. Like I have a feeling that they're going to do that for some things, but their day to day is not going to be how their children yeah. are dressed. Like we're gonna see them in t-shirts, like Paw Patrol t-shirts, yeah. and not just like oh this shirt is from the Royal Vault and I wore it thirty years ago. Exactly. These are <laughs> great grandpapas. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know his, his little shoes. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a dress that your great 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 auntie <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's gonna be a little bit different also because yeah. harry's on the record as saying he hated dressing like that when he was little right and so i have a feeling he's going to you know 
rebel a little bit against the traditional dress code. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but um, Megan's uh, trousers were really cool. They were um, yeah. by a brand called uh, Veronica Beard Adley. And they were wide leg and they have, um, I mean, when you, you can't really see this when her coat was on, but once she took her coat off, you could see that she, they have these pearl buttons that uh, line that kind of keep the pockets closed. And that are the, instead of buttons on the closure of the trousers. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, they're really, I liked the, them a lot seeing them on Megan. When I saw them on the website, I, the, I didn't realize that the pearls were as big as they were and as round as they were. Um, but she pulled it off and then she was wearing a black turtleneck by Wilford Portland under uh, with that as well. So anyway, now that we've talked about what she was wearing and that she met the pony, um, they hung around Edinburgh Castle long enough to hear the firing of the one o'clock gun, which is a cannon that's fired at one o'clock every day, except for special days. Um, after that, they went to a, uh, business called Social Bite, which is in Edinburgh, Newtown. And it is a cafe that helps the homeless by providing meals. And also it provides employment to people who have been homeless or are currently homeless and are looking to get back on their feet. So they talked to people who work there and uh, the person who started the charity and she and Megan apparently hugged because she complimented Megan's uh, 2015 UN women's speech. And I was like, Oh, you like, I want to, I want to hang out with you guys. (laughs) Um, and then finally, uh, their last engagement of the day was to uh, at the Palace of Holyrood House uh, for an event uh, honoring Scotland's Year of Young People 2018. And that is an initiative that aims to inspire Scotland through its youth. So it's um, kind of similar to what Harry does with a lot of Commonwealth countries where he'll go and meet with young people who are having a, a great impact on their communities um, just by being amazing and, you know, helping to save the world. So, yeah, um, that was the that was what they did in Edinburgh. Yeah, I'm excited that they they finally made their way to Scotland because, yeah, it just looked yeah like with the castle and everything. It just looked so beautiful and picturesque. And yeah, it was a cloudy day and apparently it was a little bit chilly. But mm-hmm. that I mean, I don't think you expect uh bright sunshine and you know 70 degrees fahrenheit when you're in right scotland <laughs> in february yeah. but yeah we can only hope that megan picked up a little souvenir uh kilt for harry and it's going to be like here you should put this on well she probably saw the harry the actor who's going to play Harry on Victoria. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then she was like, okay, well, if he's looking hot, like, obviously, Harry is going to look spectacular. Or maybe it'll be like in Parks and Rec when uh, Leslie buys the barrister's wig for, yeah. <laughs> for Ben and is like, put it on for me. And then he's like, oh, hey. And then she's like, nope, nope, failed experiment. Yep. Take it off. You look ridiculous. It's not sexy. Not nope. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that that's what would happen. Right. Uh, but yeah. So fun yes. times for everyone. Yeah. And I don't think we've heard if they'll have any other tours, but now they've officially, I think they still, well, 
they could go to Northern Ireland would be the only other, you know, kind of country within the United Kingdom that they haven't gone to yet. So I don't know if they'll announce um, an event there or if they'll just stick to the mainland part. Uh, But we'll see. I'm sure they'll have another event soon enough. I'm sure as well. Or maybe they'll do a joint event. Or we'll take something on with Kate going on, you know, kind of a maternity leave and everything. So, or guess what, Megan, you can also just take a break because again, yeah, you can, you should go hang out with Kate and you guys can lay in a gigantic canopy bed and watch the Lifetime movies about yourselves. Yeah. And have a really good time. (laughs) I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. And I would yell and just be like. You know what? This is all wrong. Or maybe they're saving that for when Kate's had her baby so she can be kind of tipsy while they watch yeah. it. Because <laughs> I don't know if really... I'd want to watch a Lifetime movie about myself completely sober. That might be right. hard to do. I'd be like, this is weird. This is, this is slightly uncomfortable. That's yeah. not how it happened. <laughs> or like, how did they know? Yeah, exactly. How did they know we went to karaoke? Right. <laughs> Were they following us? Well... So, okay, since, you know, love is in the air uh, with the upcoming wedding and everything, we, you know, we're doing this podcast in part to learn more about Megan. And then we're also learning a lot more about Kate as we go along and do some research and learn about her interesting relatives or her sister's party planning career, et cetera, et cetera. Um, another thing we wanted to do was take a little bit of a look into the past of the two princes to see their former girlfriends, because, you know, obviously they, the people they're marrying or married to are not their first ever girlfriends. And so it's interesting to look at who they dated in the past. And I don't know much about Will's former girlfriend, so I'm excited to learn. Yeah, they're definitely, since he obviously started, like, he and Kate started dating, you know, very shortly after he started university at St. Andrews, there's not as much about the other women in his life. But yeah, especially for both Will and Harry, they, they, yeah, they dated people in it, whether or not it got super serious. Obviously, Harry had some more serious relationships. It kind of shows that, you know, that these people were maybe not the right people for them, and or they quickly realize that or these women realize that like, Oh, this isn't really the life or the position that I want. Um, so yeah. So we'll just kind of discuss a few of those people and some, some rumored girlfriends. Um, since some of the more scandalous. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Uh, so yeah, so I will start with Will and, uh, Essentially, Will had his first girlfriend, or at least is rumored, in uh, 2000, and uh, her name was Rose uh, Farquhar, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering anybody's last names. Uh, and I should preface this with, if you have read the book The Royal We by the Fug Girls, uh, Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan, you may find tales of their tales from that book very similar to what Will's actual love life was, because they definitely pulled... Um, not only kind of like names, but especially circumstances and um, kind of scenes from his love life into their book. Uh, so you may find some of this familiar. Uh, but yeah, he has first girlfriend in 2000. And uh, they don't have a, particularly a lot of information on her, except that uh, she 
came back into the spotlight very recently in 2016 because she appeared on The Voice. And, oh, she did uh, the UK voice or the yeah, American? Yeah, one? the UK voice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so she appeared back in the media because of that, and people were like, "Oh, she's Will's former flame." And she was also in 2006. She was in um, there was a reality show called How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria. And this oh was to God. claim a ro- the role of Maria Von Trapp in the West End production of The Sound of Music. And so, uh, yeah. So Rose I want to watch much- that show. Yeah. I was like, how many episodes is this? Like, this sounds amazing. Oh, my God. It's like yeah. tailor made for me. Right. Also, I recently learned my husband has never seen The Sound of Music. What? And he doesn't want to because he said it's too long. And I'm it going broke my to. Heart. You know, okay, you know, have you ever seen the movie A Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Okay, you know that part <laughs> where they like strap him into a chair and hold his eyeballs open? <laughs> in other words, Paul better watch out because I know. I'm going to trap him into watching that. It's my favorite movie. Alex and I talk about our um, newlywed game answers just in case we get in a sudden newlywed game situation where money's on the line and talk about like, what is our, what are our answers to these questions? And Smart. very clearly my favorite movie is the sound of music. Yeah. Even though it's kind of debatable, like it's, it's in my top five. Like it's like choosing a favorite child. You can't really do it, but right. that's for newlywed game purposes. That is my favorite movie. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's fabulous. And so I was extremely sad that he has been lacking that in his life. Uh, but someday maybe I'll get him to watch it. Um, but yeah, so Rose was technically what has been dubbed as his first girlfriend. Uh, and then when he, once he entered, um, once he entered Eaton and graduated, he had a gap year in between. Um, and I'm kind of going chronologically as it, it tells a story. Uh, he had a gap year between yeah his year at Eaton and when he enrolled at St. Andrews. And during that time, uh, he spent some time in Kenya and, uh, this is where he uh, kind of started one of his more high-profile girlfriends, which was uh, Jessica or Jekka Craig. And uh, she's probably the most famous of Will's kind of former flames. And so she's often brought up in the news uh, when people talk about Will's former girlfriends because she is someone who kind of was a, has been around for quite some time since uh, Harry, or not Harry, uh, William met her during that gap year. Uh, they had mutual family friends because Camilla's brother uh, was friends with her parents. And uh, Jekka's family is obviously lives in Kenya and um, they are conservationists. So that's kind of how you could say, not only just because uh, Prince uh, Charles is obviously, you know, someone who really cares about the environment. Um, but also the Craig family has probably uh, had a major impact on Will and how he um, definitely wants to conserve and help endangered species and whatnot with uh, all the groups he works with for wildlife preservation. Uh, but yeah, so he, they dated for some time and uh, apparently they became so close. They had a pretend engagement and they, this is, like and it's like what does that even mean yeah like a, like a promise engagement? ring right and so i saw several articles and several stories just like pretend engagement was in like air quotes and i was just like okay <laughs> what does that even mean i so, don't know like did he like fake propose to her right yeah who knows uh, uh, hmm. but uh apparently kate 
uh, Jekka was part of kind of this group of um, William's friends that Kate particularly didn't like. And so um, they haven't remained as close. And uh, also because Kate apparently didn't like Jekka, this has been rumored, of course, um, because she was apparently seated next to William at his 21st birthday party. And I was like, wow, I didn't know there was like a birthday party thing where it was like you had someone seated next to you and it's so important. But then again, I'm not the heir to the throne of the United Kingdom or you know, in line for succession. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, also, I mean, like it's very rare and you have to be a very special kind of nice person to like and get along with your uh, boyfriend's exes. Mm hmm. A lot right, of people, a lot easy. of us are incapable of such yeah. <laughs> um, tolerance. Right. And uh, another reason why um, Jekka shows up frequently in the news is because during um, Will and Kate's brief 2007 split, it was believed that she was part of the reason why uh, Will broke up with Kate and why they decided to split was because he was considering um, rekindling things with Jekka. Um so where is she now? Uh, so she came back into the news in about 2016 because she actually got married uh, to someone and Will ended up going to her wedding and it appeared to be kind of a last minute decision and he um, decided instead to go to her wedding versus in Kenya versus going to his cousin Peter Phillips' wedding. Hmm. Uh, so people were like, oh my God, does he love her more? It's like, no, no. That's probably not what he's doing, because why would you go to someone's wedding unless you're, like, going to go break it up or something? Um, and spoiler alert, that did not happen. Right. Uh, and, yeah, she has two children, and uh, she's getting her Ph.D. in um, something. I totally didn't actually write that down. But she has uh, actually founded several uh, wild life conservation organizations so uh she is still heavily involved in that so yeah so jekka is kind of the more of the more one of the two more famous people that have been associated with will before kate um and then once he was at st andrews he really only had kind of two girlfriends or kind of two flames um before kate or during kate the kate years and one was uh, the girlfriend he had before he met Kate, and that was Olivia Hunt. Uh, but apparently once Kate walked down the runway in her, uh, yep, what I only describe as like a mesh, a black mesh tube dress. Isn't uh, it brown? It was over. <laughs> the big yeah, something like brown that. Brown and like yeah. turquoise. Yeah. Right, right. Bikini and, thing. Yeah. Yeah. When Once Kate walked down the runway, it was over between him and Olivia. He only had eyes for Kate. Oh. Um yeah, there's not very much about Olivia. She's she's apparently married now. So uh, sorry that you witnessed that, Olivia. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then uh, the other person who was uh, Will dated briefly in 2005 when um, Kate and William had another kind of broke up um, was Isabella Calthorpe or uh, a lady with way too many names, which is Isabella Amaryllis Charlotte. And Struther Gao Calthorpe, um, who goes by Isabella Calthorpe because she's also uh, at one point was a model and actress um, and goes by Belly with those who are more, you know, her more close um, family. And uh, she, based on, as you can tell by those many, many, many names, she is part of the aristocracy. She has a title and um, 
She's actually, weirdly enough, the half-sister of uh, one of Harry's former flames, uh, Cressy Bonas. So uh, kind of a small, weird world. And uh, for a long time, people were like, okay, this is like, this is who William's going to marry. She, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and she has a title. Um, and so she just seems like the perfect person. Uh, but they ended up not working out. Um, she was also rumored to have been a reason why Will and Kate broke up in 2007, that he wanted to pursue her again. Um, but who knows? And then this was a weird thing, is that I read that they met at a dinner party when William was 19 that Eugenie hosted. But I was like, if she hosted this party, she would have been like 11 years old. So so I was just like, Eugenie would have been 11 years old. And so I was just like, I don't know if that's actually true or not. But I saw it in several different places, cited in several different sources. So I was just like, on like the Daily Mail and the uh, Daily Beast and all that stuff. So I was just like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, Isabella, she's fine, you guys. She, in 2013, she married Sam Branson, uh, son of Richard Branson. Oh, yeah. And so, she, yeah, so she's fine, guys. She got she's enough money, money, in yeah. other words. Uh, yeah, and if you'd like to see her acting chops, um, you may check her out in the 2008 movie uh, How to Lose Friends and Alienate People, starring Simon Pegg, Kristen Dunst, and Megan Fox. Uh, she plays the character of Anna. I had to go to the second page of the IMDb cast list for this movie Ooh. to find that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know how big of a role it was, but if you'd like to see her, uh, that appears to be her largest uh, acting credit. And so I think as a, a now as a Branson, she's probably it doesn't appear that she's acting or anything because she, yeah, she's heir to a billion dollar plus fortune. So um, she and Sam have two children. So yeah. That's that's kind of her other his other love. And then, yeah, the final person is uh, Tess Shepard. And so Tess isn't technically a girlfriend, um, but she was part of the nightclub days that uh, mm. Will and Kate had like. A, and I can never pronounce the name of this nightclub. Boujus. Is that what it is? I don't know. How do you spell but it? It's B-O-U-J or B-O-U-J-I-S. Boujus. Bougie's? Bougie. Oh, bougie. 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 Probably bougie. Bougie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, apparently, and I couldn't find photos, but um, she was dancing with Will and they apparently kissed and he invited her back to like have a drink with him. And so she's been associated with being part, another reason why they broke up in 2007 because Will was just partying too much and had a wandering eye. And, uh, Eventually, when William decided to break up with Kate, uh, he apparently called her and then he jumped on a table at the nightclub, Mahiki, proclaiming, I'm free. So um, I think uh, Tess is probably more than anything, someone who just spoke to the press and probably yeah, wasn't I would an guess. actual girlfriend uh, because that's really the only uh, instance was there was this nightclub uh, incident and really nothing. There's no photos of them after that incident. So uh, yeah, from there it was Kate all the way. And so, yeah, that's kind of Will's kind of love life. It's not the, you know, the um, most complicated, but uh, it's definitely uh, 
you know. Still, that's more people than I thought it would be. Yeah, but that's like, what I a, thought not too. Not in like a ooh, you skank, you will. No, yeah. it's like he uh, like again because I just imagine like him and Kate getting together in college, and then like I know they broke up for a while, but it was very short time, and like I didn't yeah. anticipate that he had. You know, two, he was seeing two girls at college before he met Kate. Yeah. And so, again, I mean, seeing I, might just mean, like, he took them on a couple dates. So Right. Not that he was yeah, necessarily so, the boyfriend of them. Exactly. So, for, for well, it was more, yeah, he's had, you know, he's had relationships at different parts of his, you know, young adult life um, before, before Kate became just everything. And, uh, yeah, now... Now they are distant memories who only are brought up when he attends their weddings. <laughs> yes. So, um, with Harry, there are quite a few women in his past, and I don't have a, an exhaustive list. I don't think that there is one. <laughs> um, and then, as always, there are, you know, on the... There's, like, I don't know, a lot of articles written in the wake of the engagement announcement that talk about Harry's 11 girlfriends or women 11 women harry has dated and uh it's not while certainly he has dated at least two of the people on there and and publicly done so some of the other ones are yeah maybe he went on a date with them or maybe he met them at a nightclub but also maybe they're just making it up for to sell to a tabloid right um so take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt i'll say um so Really, the first famous uh, significant other Harry had was uh, Natalie Pinkham, and she is a, now a TV presenter, and I believe she probably was one then, too, but now she's a little bit more established in her career. Um, that was all the way back in 2003, um, and that was kind of in his younger days, when he was maybe a little bit wilder, as is evidenced by... You know, speaking of the people who might just be trying to get some cash from a tabloid, there's a woman named Cassie Sumner who claims that they dated and quote unquote dated in 2004. And she um, is pretty renowned for giving a scandalous account of their time together, which apparently started at a nightclub and was about one night in duration. Um, True love. Yeah. So I don't know about Cassie, but. I didn't really read too much into her her account of what, what took place, but if you're interested in those type of tawdry affairs, I mean, it's probably a good read. <laughs> um, but right after that, um, Harry actually settled down for quite a while um, with a woman named Chelsea Davy. So this was Harry's first serious girlfriend, and he dated her on and off from 2004 to 2011. So I'm going to kind of just talk about like their whole relate or talk a little bit about her background and then talk about some of their breaks and what happened during those. So um, Chelsea Davey is from Zimbabwe. Her dad is, this is according to Wikipedia, her dad is a South African safari farmer and one of the largest private landowners in Zimbabwe. And her mom is a former Coca-Cola model and Miss Rhodesia 1973. Whoa. There's a time capsule for you. Indeed. Um, so Chelsea, kind of similarly to Jekka, has this connection with um, Africa and with conservation work 
specifically in Africa, because I think that's what safari farmer means. That's uh, my guess. But I'm not yeah. sure. I know she's involved in conservation activities um, because that's another thing that like she also kind of got Harry into that realm. And that's why he does a lot of work there. Um, so Chelsea, after she finished her schooling in England, she went on and she got degrees in economics and in law. And she actually started uh, working at a law firm in 2012, but she quit in 2014. And she's currently uh, started a jewelry brand called Aya, A-Y-A, in 2016. So I don't know. I haven't looked at any of it. Maybe I'll Google it. Don't worry. I'm on it. All right. Tell me if it's pretty. Um, So so then that's, that's her life now. But talking a little bit more about her and Harry. So... They met in 2004, so I'm assuming after this Cassie Sumner character left the picture. Um, And they uh, dated, but obviously they were pretty young, and uh, so they weren't getting too serious quite then. And in 2005, they ended up breaking up. So they had broken up, I think, once before, but it wasn't like particularly long lasting. And I will say she did not change her Facebook status for that initial breakup. However, in 2009, she did change her relationship status on Facebook. And so all of her friends got a, an announcement with a broken heart emoji. And, uh, then the papers reported on that shortly thereafter, which is kind of crazy. I'm glad that the papers do not report on my Facebook updates as yeah. Rare as they are. Um, but after they broke up, um, Harry dated a couple of other people. Um, one of, and again, this is kind of rumored, uh, but one person was actually a friend of Kate Middleton named Astrid Harbord. And the, again, this was just rumored. They were pictured out in London together. And there wasn't really definitive proof that they were dating, but I think a lot of people were like, ooh, it's Kate's friend. You should, you should, you know, keep it all double date, you know, with Kate and Will, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, he also dated the X Factor host Caroline Flack. So, uh, but apparently they broke it off because they, uh, once publicity kind of got in on it, um, Harry broke things off. And that seems to be kind of a pattern with him at this stage in his life. Whenever the press finds out that he's dating somebody, he kind of calls off the relationship. Um, in 2010, and again, he gets back with uh, Chelsea in and out here. Um, and in 2010, he dates a Norwegian singer named Camilla Romstrand, supposedly. And in 2011, he dates a woman named Florence Brudenell, who is an actress and model. Um, But in April 2011, at a very important wedding, um, Chelsea reemerges as Harry's plus one uh, at Will and Kate's wedding. Um, So at this point, speculation is off that they are trying to make a go of their relationship again. That maybe just like Will and Kate, they took some time apart and grew up a little bit and are ready to resume you know, their love story and, and get married. Um, other newspapers at the time were reporting that this was kind of a final goodbye. And that is in fact what appears to have happened. Um, because after they 
uh, after the wedding, Chelsea went back to Zimbabwe uh, to be with her family before she was going to join the law firm in London in 2012. And she kind of, I think, said to him she wasn't ready to settle down. Or maybe he said that to her. I don't know. But in June 2011, Harry announced or as quoted as saying he is a 100 percent single. And so then we hear no more about Chelsea Davy, at least in connection with dating Harry. Um, so after that, um, he dates a woman named Molly King, who is a singer and member mm-hmm. of a group called the Saturdays. And again, he dumps her after she uh, talks a little bit too much about what's happening in their relationship. Um, and then uh, in 2012, he is introduced uh, to a woman named Cressida Bonus. And uh, his cousin, Princess Eugenie, is the one who introduces them. Um, So this is one of Princess Eugenie's friends. Uh, Cressida's mom was 1960s it girl, Lady Mary Gay Curzon. And her dad is uh, Lady Mary Gay Curzon's fourth husband, Jeffrey Bonus. And Jeffrey Bonus, though, um, it seems like he, you know, had quite a bit of, or he had a decent amount of money. His money was from trade. And they live in Cheapside. No, I'm just kidding. But he's what? it's kind of similar. Like, <laughs> the Wikipedia is like, oh, they were greengrocers. Like, <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> oh. Um, but scandalous. Scandalous. So um, Cressida, though, has seen, it seems, has lived up to her mother's, um, I, I don't know, not reputation, because that sounds bad, but, like, lived up to her it girl status. Uh, so when she was in school, she studied dancing and she also did a lot of acting. Um, so she kind of put her acting career on hold um, while she was dating Harry, uh, which was from 2012 to 2014. Uh, so that included the time that Harry was deployed in Afghanistan. And apparently they were able to keep in pretty regular contact. But one can imagine that that was a stressful time for them. Um mm-hmm. Eventually, they ended up announcing that they were they had broken up this. They said it was amicable, um, but it did come on the heels of a lot of speculation, speculation about the two of them getting married. Um, and so, you know, you kind of have to figure out what uh, what happened there. But I will say that ever since they broke up, uh, Cressida she got her acting career back on track and I'm going to read you her IMDb credits right now. Excellent. So besides appearing as herself and like some BBC and sunrise things, which I don't know what she did that. So she has been in three things in, in sense. Uh, so in 2016, she was in a TV series, two episodes of a TV series called Dr. Thorne. I don't know what that is Okay. in Dr. Thorne. She was in the seminal 2017 film, the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> As a character named Sasha. <laughs> and I love that title so much. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. I think I've read the synopsis, but I don't remember. And I don't know how big of a part Sasha is, but I'm, I might need to watch this now. <laughs> and finally, she was in this um, movie that is a real piece of work called Tulip Fever. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so this is a movie that was released in 2017. 
And it's one of those movies where you hear about the cast and you go, oh, my God, they got those people in it. I'm going to I'm going to click on this and show you. By all accounts, this should have been a mega hit awards thing. It's got Alicia Vikander starring in it. Let's see who else is in it. Um, God, who is it? Judy Dench is in it. Christoph Waltz is in it. Um, so those are like the big names. But then you start being like, what? So then you've got, in addition to Cressida, you've got, um, let's see, Matthew Morrison, a.k.a. the guy from Glee, the like teacher. Uh, you've got Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> this is so random. You've got Cara Delevingne. Uh, the model and then you've just got a bunch of other things so effectively what this was is it was a good idea um and then it turned into like one of those movies that just is god awful and they kept delaying it and like i follow a lot of different film critics on twitter and it kind of became like a running joke um Mm -hmm. that what because it was just never ever released and they would get like emails from the uh critics or or not the critics the like producers or the the marketing people being like oh we're having the screening it's coming out this friday and it would be like thursday and they're like what so then they go to the screening to review it and they're like no that was canceled and that happened like four times where it got pushed out um i believe this was also the um one of the more uh final films that is a, a weinstein Weinstein picture mm-hmm. that uh like Harvey Weinstein was involved in and uh before the everything went crashing down for him. Yeah, and I know that he like was calling um various newspapers and threatening them over their poor reviews of this film. But anyway, I don't blame Cressida for wanting to be in it. I mean, Judy Dench is in it, so but I do want to see it. Eventually it'll show up on Netflix, I'm sure. Or some other place. But anyway, so that's um, that's what I have about Harry's girlfriends. Because after Cressida... Oh, well, wait. No, there's one more comment. After Cressida, um, we didn't get any confirmed girlfriends for a while. Though we did have Miss Ellie Golding, the rumored one. And uh, I'm just going to do a nice throwback to the reports that they were... What was the phrase? I don't know. They were hanging out under blankets at a polo match. And there's very interesting slang that was being thrown around by some uh, newspaper articles. I can't remember what it is, but. Well, they were canoodling. They were canoodling under a blanket at a polo match. And people reported that they were kissing, but there were no photos. And as we all say. There was another word. God, it was. Yeah, it was something. I remember looking it up. Um. Yeah, it was something. I'm going to really try to dirty. find it now. But, um, yeah. Prince Harry. Well, did you see. look up the um, jewelry? Oh, yes, I did. How does it so, look? I mean, it's a lot of those, like, rings that, like, kind of, they, like, they don't meet. They don't, it's, like, not a full, um, like, where they've got the two stones. And I should probably have a specific name to describe these, but, like, they don't it's not just a it's not one band it like kind of just like kind of goes so like there's a gem on top and bottom but it's like um oh yeah 
like those stacking rings almost. Yeah. Um, but they're extremely expensive. And I'm not getting the sense. So it talks about how, like, um, she, um, Chelsea, you know, obviously is from Africa and has really appreciated finding, um, you know, jewels and gems um, that show the beauty of, you know, different parts in Africa. But it doesn't seem like the photos like show schools and everything, but it doesn't even seem to appear that like the money is going to like helping children. Um, so I'm not 100% sure. It's kind of a weird, it looks kind of weird. Um, but I went to the, uh, what's it called? The Instagram page for them. And it looks like celebrities, a few celebrities have worn her, her things like, um, what's her name? Oh my God. Uh, she, Julianne Moore, um, appears has worn her stuff or her jewelry. Uh, but yeah, it looks like, and like there's some earrings that kind of look like tusks, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, it looks like they're, you know, on brand and they look professionally done, but yeah, they're really expensive. Like, just like some of these the almost stacking rings, like these really dainty pieces are like at least $600 to like $1,600. So it's expensive. And I'm guessing if, you know, she's obviously um, sourced her gems um, ethically and whatnot, I, I get why they're, they're more expensive, but it almost seems, but I feel like it's not very open about like why you're showing pictures of children in in Africa if the if the funds aren't going there. So I'm not saying that they're not, you know, going towards children or some sort of charity work, but it it doesn't it doesn't say um, outright where the profits are going if it's just straight up we're a business or cuz it gives me like just looking at the website it gives me the appearance that it might, you know, they might be using some of the proceeds go to some sort of cause. Yeah, I'm reading the about yeah. thing, and it's not, it does not say that they give any, um, like, any of the proceeds anywhere. Philan yeah. Wait, no, there's philanthropy. Um, let's see, there's a thing on the sidebar. Yeah, so they're dedicated okay, they're to building. Building and growing building. schools. Oh, I okay. clearly should have seen this, because I saw photos of these children, but I never saw... Well, I can see, again, if you just are seeing pictures of, like, small, uh, like, yeah. school children, like, on a jewelry website without any context, you're kind of like, what? Are you, like, like why are these kids here? Are yeah. you trying to imply that you do this? But, yeah, apparently, so, there's the Kapila Community School um, in Zambia, in the Kafubu Emerald area, so... Okay, they've built an additional block of three classrooms there yeah cool oops yeah so hmm okay well that's good yeah no, now that we're just silently that reading. makes me feel better i'm glad yeah. that you saw that because um i did not i was just like i see pictures and i don't see anything this is this is an conspiracy yeah, I mean, again, it would be like it's it's kind of weird. It's like out of context. It it was it did look at first like they were just kind of using that to I don't know like sell jewelry, which was weird. Yeah. But if it is really like oh, these are pictures of um, yeah, people who we like have helped. Yeah. Or but we, you can definitely right. Um, but you can definitely see hmm. on the homepage that they're I'm definitely looking at using these rings nudity there. to sell sell some of her 
her work because like this woman is not wearing much. Yeah, I know. Or it's very sheer. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of dead air in this. So, in this, you might have to edit out, but oh um, yeah, that's fine. It's easy enough. But yeah, obviously these ladies did not end up, uh, you know, capturing the heart of uh, the UK's two most eligible bachelors. Uh, but they I definitely mean, have had an impression upon them and kind of how the women that they ultimately chose to spend their lives with. Yeah, and I, I'm optimistic that none of these people is really pining for each other no. this Valentine's Day. Um, I think no. a lot of the, I mean, especially since a lot of these relationships took place when the participants were in their, you know, late teens, early 20s, um, when a lot of people are, you know, dating people who they don't end up married to. Uh, so we can hope that they are having a, a more happy Valentine's Day with the people they, they did end up with. Um, and yeah, it's it's interesting to reflect, though, on, on the past and what could have been. I will say, I mean, Cressida Bonus is almost a perfect name for a royal person because it's so Princess. insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. I think her siblings have some weird names too. Now they I have do. To and like they're they're also um like have like fancy person jobs where clearly they, you know, they they don't have to stress out about where their next paycheck is coming from. Right. So um, they can kind of yeah, take on these kind of They can do a lot of unpaid internships. I'll put it that way. Right. <laughs> um which is a great place to be in if you can swing it. Right. Oh, I guess they're not that weird. Oh, there's Pandora. That was what I was. Oh, yeah. Which is a weird. I do think that that's a weird thing to name your kid. Yeah. And Georgina, which I guess is probably a little bit more uh, that's common. That's British, British to me. Yeah. For sure. Oh, but, but here's Pandora. an interesting uh, article that I missed on my first Google around, which is, will Megan meet Cressida Bonus at Eugenie's wedding? Daily Mail yeah. article. That's a good, interesting question. Because um, Prince Harry, it says Prince Harry's ex-girlfriend is expected to attend the autumn ceremony. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I bet so. Because I mean, I like even for uh, for William, he goes to when he goes to his society weddings with friends. Often, sometimes Jekka's there, sometimes um, Isabella is there, and there it was even one wedding that it was like Kate and Isabella and um, Jekka were all there, and so. You just kind of you, you deal with it because it's they're they're there and uh, I mean especially if everyone's you know happy where they are it doesn't have to be that awkward. Yeah, I mean maybe you don't want to like sit next to each other, but you yeah. can definitely like say hi. Mm-hmm. Be like beautiful ceremony, wasn't it? The bride is just right. stunning. And then move. Look on. at the weather today. It's it's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God it didn't rain. Or oh, good. Right. Ra- rain has blessed the wedding day. Or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I'm going to be. We're going to really have to talk more about all of the like potential fireworks that could happen due to Eugenie's wedding and like Fergie and Prince Philip and Cressida and Meghan and oof, lots yeah. of drama. If this were Which a telenovela, me. it would be. A very or a soap opera would be like a, a sweeps week episode. 
Indeed. Which reminds me, I haven't checked um, Fergie's Instagram recently. I think I'm going to add that as a uh, segment to our show. Oh, okay. I agree. I think I know she had uh, some more recent uh posts that were also just as bonkers as when she posted some weird photos with weird kind of really like just really I don't know bland and really generic um quotes on them and so I think that has continued so do you want me to do you want me to read one yeah quickly this is posted January 30th excellent she posted it with the caption hashtag quotes and a flower emoji (laughs) good morning all and this is a bright orange background. And then there's a okay. picture of a, s- a bird flying over the ocean while the sun sets behind it. All right. Life, <laughs> life is a fingerprint that cannot be duplicated. Cannot is two words, by the way. So make okay. the best impression with it. Live it, period, comma. Love it. And don't waste a single moment in your life because time has no holiday. Dreams have no expiry date. And life has no pause button. <laughs> Oh, Good morning, all. Such a super mom. That's super anyone over the age of 40 who's on Instagram, essentially. I'm sorry. I'm going to do another one really quickly from the day before, which is captioned okay. hashtag dreams. And it's a picture of uh, mountains and skiers. And it says, <laughs> your dream is alive. Your dream is reality. Don't give up on your dreams. Oh, my God. I Such wisdom. You. Such God. wisdom. I want her, I, okay, I believe this is her next step. You know, she's done children's books. She's been, you know, the face of Weight Watchers. I believe she be, should become a motivational speaker because I think that I would she, read any book. Yeah. I would pay upwards of $100 to see her speak. Yeah. I Yeah, I want to see her speak. I want, and I think, you know, especially if she gets back with Prince Andrew after, um, uh, Prince Philip, you know, dies, if that rumor is actually true. Like, she could really write a book about, you know, just going, like, completely, you know, rock bottom and making your way back to the big house, you know? So, it would be like, as, I mean, honestly, you know, the book... The a redemption story. Yeah, a, the book The Secret? Yeah. It'd be like that, <laughs> but I would believe in it, because she made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, talk about manifesting your own destiny. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Okay, Okay. but yes, we will cover, obviously, the York family in another episode in more detail. But, uh, uh, yeah, we will continue. We've rambled on sufficiently. We did. In the meantime, (laughs) if you have any topics, if you have any thoughts on the York family, if you have any thoughts on um, Chelsea Davies' jewelry line, you can get in touch with us. We are at americrowndreams at gmail.com, and we are also on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams, and we are on Twitter at americrowndream. Um, you can also uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can subscribe to make sure you are alerted when the next episode is posted. Obviously, we uh, haven't been as consistent about the days we were posting, but uh, I hope you'll bear with us. We're contending with um, some you know, work scheduling and then also an infant. So, yes, I mean, you guys can get very flexible. You can give me crap for like being like, <laughs> oh, no, I have to work. But don't don't. Again, there's a baby involved. So yeah. we appreciate really you. cute and she really is. loud. I know. <laughs> but but, but cute is cute 
outweighs the loud, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Good. <laughs> but anyway, we hope you have a good week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Right? Bye. Bye. Bye.